welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Wednesday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers, I myself was unable to speak to you as people of the Spirit. I treated you as sensual men, still infants in Christ. What I fed you with was milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And indeed, you are still not ready for it, since you are still unspiritual. Isn't that obvious from all the jealousy and wrangling that there is among you? From the way that you go on behaving like ordinary people? What could be more unspiritual than your slogans, I am for Paul, and I am for Apollos? After all, what is Apollos, and what is Paul? They are servants who brought the faith to you. Even the different ways in which they brought it were assigned to them by the Lord. I did the planting, Apollos did the watering, but God made things grow. Neither the planter nor the waterer matters, only God who makes things grow. It is all one who does the planting and who does the watering, and each will duly be paid according to his share in the work. We are fellow workers with God, who are God's farm, God's building. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. They are happy whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. From the place where he dwells he gazes on all the dwellers on the earth, he who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. 
In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. Happy the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord sent me to bring good news to the poor and freedom to prisoners. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Leaving the synagogue, Jesus went to Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him to do something for her. Leaning over, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she immediately got up and began to wait on them. At sunset, all those who had friends suffering from diseases of one kind or another brought them to him, and laying his hands on each, he cured them. Devils too came out of many people, howling, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them, and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. When daylight came, he left the house and made his way to a lonely place. The crowds went to look for him, and when they had caught up with him, they wanted to prevent him leaving them. But he answered, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns too because that is what I was sent to do. And he continued his preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we hear about um, Peter's mother-in-law being healed by Jesus from a fever. Now the old joke says that uh, that's the reason why Peter denied Jesus three times, because... He healed his mother-in-law. You know, it's funny, one of my parishioners commented that whenever this reading comes up, I always tell that joke. Yes. Yes, I do. And there you have it. It's an interesting little 24-hour period. Of course, yesterday we heard about Jesus being in the synagogue in Capernaum and there performing a great miracle by freeing uh, a person from uh, an unclean spirit. Well, it sounds like now, having come home from the synagogue, he goes and visits Simon Peter's house. And, you know, let's remember, it's the Sabbath day, so, you know, it's a day of rest. You know, it's a day where, you know, you can't walk too far, you can't do too much. So Jesus spends the Sabbath day at Simon Peter's house and and there rebukes the fever and then Simon Peter's mother-in-law sets about serving them. Um, Now, interestingly, that was one of the things that, you know, you kind of had to put a bit of a limit on, on the Sabbath, about doing too much work, about doing too much servile work. And yet, uh, having been healed by Jesus... Peter's mother-in-law now gets to work. I think that's really interesting. Um, Firstly, because, you know, the work that was done on the Sabbath was the work in order to serve God. And, you know, now we see this woman serving Jesus on the Sabbath. I I think there might be a little bit of an early, early hint here in Luke about who Jesus actually is. And, you know, it's something that the devils know, you know, you're the Holy One of God. Uh, but, you know, there, there seems to be like a little bit of a hint of, of the news getting out. So the Sabbath, of course, finishes with sunset. 
uh, well, you know, I, I think we're more accustomed to understanding days starting and finishing at midnight, but, um, you know, sunset here. Uh, and so we hear from Luke then that at sunset, all those who had friends suffering from diseases of one kind or another brought them to him and laying his hand on each, he cured them. Now, that's interesting, of course. Um, they wait until the Sabbath is over before they can set to work and bring their sick friends to Jesus. Now, I think if you need a friend's help, there's probably one of two things that's true. Either you don't know who Jesus is and so you need a friend to introduce you, or you're too weak to come to Jesus by yourself. Now, I think we probably know a bunch of people who are in one or both of those categories. They either don't know Christ, or they're too weak to come to Christ. Um, which means I think we need to be those friends. We need to be those friends that bring the needy to the Lord. Now, okay, so practically what does that mean then for us? I suspect it's not simply a question of, oh, hey, do you want to come to Mass with me? Um, I suspect it's probably for us more a matter of prayer. To, to bring those who don't know Christ, to bring those who are too weak to come to Christ on their own, to place them before the Lord Jesus, firstly in prayer, um, and to do so with a very clear sense that this is part of our mission to bring people to the Lord. Now, the more zealous among us might go, hey, Father, that's a bit of a cop-out just to pray for them. And it's like, yeah, I... I I agree. You know, we need to be able to do something more practical as well in the proclamation of the gospel um, and in actually talking to people about Christ. But I think it needs to start with prayer. Um, we need to make sure that it doesn't begin with our words because, gee, that can be a quick route to self-righteousness, to justifying ourselves, to trying to prove ourselves right and them wrong. No, I think... These people who are bringing their sick friends to Jesus have got the right idea. It's an act of love for their friends. Here's someone that you need to see because they can make you whole. Jesus isn't simply good for me. He's good for you too. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing you to the Lord is for your sake. I think in our efforts for evangelization, it's really important for us to test our own hearts what am I doing? Am I doing this for the sake of the other? Am I telling them about the gospel for their sake or for mine? Because I tell you what, secretly there can be some hidden pride there in our hearts. I need you to know that for all this time, it turns out that I've been right and you've been wrong. You're on the wrong path, I'm on the right path, you better join me on my path. You're in this mess because of your own fault uh, and I'm going to help you out so that you can find out that I've actually had it right this whole time. Now, when you put it in really stark terms like that, it sounds a bit ridiculous, and yet there can always be a little hint of it in our hearts. Um, and that's why I say, look, I think it's important for us to bring our friends to the Lord in prayer first and to test that what we're doing, we're doing out of love and concern for them. These people in the gospel today who bring their sick friends to the Lord Jesus. They're there to help their friends, to serve their friends, to bring them new life by means of introducing them to Christ. Ah, uh, And so, you know, 
either they don't know who Jesus is or they're too weak to come to Christ by themselves. And so that's what their friends are there for. That's what we are there for. Um, But we need to be careful. We need to be really careful that our evangelization remains an act of love for the sake of the other. And that it's pure. That it's not a secret means for elevating our own egos and massaging our own self-righteousness. So I say, bring them to Jesus in prayer first, in secret, and there, purify our own hearts, purify our own intentions, and then allow the Lord to guide us towards the next step. Now what, Lord? How can I be your servant How can I bring others to you and to their healing? At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. 
Thanks for praying with us. And may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.